Our reading this morning is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 20, and starting at verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Well, good morning, everybody. It's uh, very good to be here. How many of you had uh, Easter eggs this year? Anybody get Easter eggs? Liz, Easter bunnies count. I know you had uh, an Easter uh, bunny. How many people have still got Easter eggs uneaten? Oh, so abstemious. I'm so deeply impressed. So my question to you all this morning is, did you actually make it to Easter? Did you get to Easter? I don't mean, did you get to Easter in the calendar? I don't even mean, did you get to Easter in your head? I mean, did you get to Easter in your heart and soul? You see, temperamentally, and I think I include myself in this, a lot of us are actually Good Friday people. Uh, The suffering of Jesus speaks powerfully to us. It's great we get, even that Jesus suffered for my sin, suffered for our sins. I'm comfortable, in a funny sense, I'm more comfortable with the pain and hurt and sorrow of Good Friday. I get that bit. And sometimes I find it harder to move on to the joy and confidence and celebration of Easter itself. That's why I say, did you get to Easter? Not just in your head and calendar, but in your heart. So often we see ourselves as victims and not as victors. We're more interested in comfort than transformation. 
We celebrate Easter, but we never really make Easter our own. But of course, some of us are are Easter people. Uh, We can't get wait, really, to get through Good Friday uh, to the exuberance of Easter. All that sort of sackcloth and ashes and head bowed and all that sort of stuff. It's all right, but let's get on with Easter. And sometimes Easter people don't understand Good Friday people and vice versa. I've got a great respect for our Archbishop, Justin Welby, uh, not least for his willingness to be vulnerable and deeply uh, honest with himself and with others. You know he's suffered greatly in his own personal life. Uh, His little daughter was killed tragically in a car crash and uh, it's public record, I think, that in the wider family there are mental health issues. And he's very honest and public about all that. And he wrestles with them and he's prepared to wrestle with them publicly. So here's first, Justin Welby, I think a little clip, responding on songs of praise to how he felt about the Paris bombing some years ago. Did he doubt? Here's his response. Oh, gosh, yes. Does something like this happening ever, you know, put a change in your armour? Saturday morning, I was out. And as I was walking, I was praying. And saying, God, why, where, why is this happening? Where are you in all this? And then engaging and talking to God. Yes, I doubt. What answers did he give you? In, he said in the middle of it and also an answer from the psalm psalm 56 he stores up our tears in a bottle none of our sufferings are lost and he confessed that actually that put in his phrase a chink in his armour of faith and so here again he's responding into an interview and he's asked uh, do you ever question God do you ever doubt God Yes, I do, in the sense... I mean, there are moments, sure, you think, is there a God? Where is God? You know. Um, there are other moments. I love the Psalms. If you look at Psalm 88, that's full of doubt. Psalm 44 is going to be rough as well. Psalm 22 is about... I don't know what's wrong with 22, 44, 88. It's a good thing it was at 176. <laughs> but, um, and it's... I, I, I go, well, I call it running. The dog calls it holding it back, holding her back in the morning. And I will go along, and the other day I was praying over something as I was running. I ended up saying to God, look, this is all very hard, but isn't it about time you did something if you're there? Which is probably not what the Archbishop of Canterbury should say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite reassuring to people who think to themselves, I don't feel a presence. Or and, I certainly don't feel presence all the time. And it's not about peace, it's about the fact that God is faithful. And the extraordinary thing about being a Christian is that God's faithful even when we're not. So there's Justin Wilby being honest about his doubts, his questions. God, if you're there in his conversation. But now listen to him on a Easter Sunday. 
Today, today, millions of Christians around the world are celebrating the event on which our faith is founded. At the heart of the story is a tomb. The disciples went there expecting to find a grave blocked and sealed. Instead, it was open and empty. There is a powerful symbolism here. The tomb was not open to let Jesus out. He didn't need to escape. It was open to let the disciples in. They had to go and see for themselves the reality of the empty tomb. They knew that there was only one explanation for his absence that made sense, that makes sense to us today. An astonishing, world-changing explanation. Jesus, who they knew had been tortured and brutally executed, had risen from the dead. Not symbolically, but in reality. So the emptiness of the tomb expresses a profound hope. It says death is not the end. It says injustice and oppression don't have the last word. It says evil is defeated. And the risen Jesus is the one who makes our broken lives whole. He is risen. Hallelujah. So what I like about those clips, and I don't know if they came across to you, is, is that here's Justin Welby with deep honesty and integrity holding together both Good Friday, where is God, and Easter Sunday, the Lord is risen. That story of Thomas that we heard uh, read this morning, you see, Thomas nearly missed out on Easter. Uh, he wasn't around when Jesus appeared to the other disciples, as we've heard. And what's more, he wasn't prepared to take their word for it that they had seen the risen Jesus. And he said, no, it, it may have worked for you, but it hasn't worked for me. And unless I see the nail marks and touch them, unless I see the wounds in his side and put my hand into them, you're not going to get me. I will not believe. And what I take from that is that actually there is nothing wrong in asking questions of God. There is nothing wrong in being completely honest with God and honest with ourselves. And so in Thomas I see hope for people who don't experience things the way other people experience them. But they want to experience them for themselves in their way. And then Jesus comes and he says to Thomas, Thomas, I've heard your questions. Thomas, I've listened to your doubt. Now see, now touch, now put. It's really me. And it's really true. Thomas, now, can you stop doubting? And Thomas, can you now believe? But do you see that it was the Good Friday scars that convinced Thomas? Uh, resurrection isn't just a sort of happy ending uh, to a lovely fairy story. They all lived happily ever after. Well, that's all right then. Let's just get on with things. The risen Jesus still bears the marks of the cross in his body. He's not restored to perfection in that way. He's raised to new life. And in the risen Jesus, we still see, don't we, the marks of the cross. We see the depth of his love 
the cost of his salvation and the range of his compassion. So it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have doubts. But the question is, why are you asking? And what are you going to do when you get an answer? Because sometimes we use doubt as a way of keeping ourselves away from really wanting to find an answer. And Thomas asks honestly, and in a typical way, once he gets an answer, he responds honestly. And his response is total. Jesus, my Lord. Jesus, my God. The man I have followed as a disciple, this man I saw crucified with my own eyes, this Jesus is now my Lord and my God. It's a remarkable journey for a Jewish person to make to kneel in worship as to someone who had previously regarded as just another human being. My Lord and my God. My Lord who I serve, my God who I worship. So do you see that Jesus is both wounded and glorified? He is both scarred and raised. And Thomas is persuaded that the risen Jesus is the real Jesus by his wounds and scars. And Jesus meets Thomas exactly at the place of his questions. But then he looks beyond Thomas and he looks at you and he looks at me and he says, Thomas, because you have seen, you have believed. But then he looks to us and he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And that's you and me. If you identify with Jesus crucified, if you're a Good Friday person, His wounds are our wounds indeed. But if you identify with him there, then move on to identify him in his risen presence. His glory is our glory. And we hold both together, don't we? Yes, we are wounded. Yes, we have been wounded. But we are raised. We are still scarred. We bear scars in our life. But now we're risen and glorified in him. So, may I ask, just within yourself this morning, did you make that journey from Good Friday to Easter? If not, maybe today is just that day to complete that journey and make this Sunday your real Sunday, not of the calendar, but of the heart and spirit. So many problems are linked with the word uh, down, aren't they? Maybe your pension pot is down. Maybe your shareholding is down. Maybe your business is down. Maybe other people are getting you down. Maybe your health is letting you down. Maybe you're just feeling a bit down. But the Easter word is be raised up. Be raised up because Christ is raised up. Be raised up in joy because life is more than happiness. Be raised up in faith because Christ has conquered all things. Be raised up in service, because the kingdom of God endures forever. Not pull yourself up, you can't do that. But be raised up in Christ, my Lord and my God. I'm going to do something this morning, which I've I've done previously, and it's 
Sorry to repeat it, but it kind of rang bells with people last time, so I hope it will ring bells again today. It starts with the story of my grandfather, who was forever going around second-hand uh, charity shops, and he'll come back with some bit of jewellery or some coin or some medal and spend hours cleaning it and polishing it and restoring it. And then he would hold it up and proclaim to everybody, see it's come up like new. And that, for me, is the Easter uh, message. So, um, I've got here uh, a couple of uh, little pennies. Uh, Old, battered, used, dirty. And I'm going to baptise them this morning. (laughs) And for those who... Uh, are interested in these things. Uh, This is full immersion, so (laughs) they are baptised. Right under the uh, waters of baptism. And through the waters uh, of uh, baptism, they emerge like new risen with Christ, renewed in Christ, ready to rise with Christ in glory. So what I'm going to offer you this morning, in case it helps you to make real the knowledge that Jesus is risen and Jesus is risen for you in, his, in, in your own life. On, on Good Friday, uh, for those of you who were here, I, I gave out these little tiny crosses um, and uh, they're sprayed with just a hint of gold. It's very sort of whatever that posh paint thing is. It Coleman and Bull or whatever it's called. Hint of gold. And th- that was a reminder of the cost of Christ on the cross. But actually, if he did that for me, what will I do for him? And the cost of taking up our cross and following him. And what I suggested was that you might like to, it's small enough, you see, so that you can keep it with you at all times. Put it in your purse, put it in your pocket, put it somewhere where you'll come across it easily to remind yourself of what it means to carry the cross of Christ into a suffering world. But today, I'm going to offer you to go with that little cross, if you've still got it, a a new penny Because the truth is that we have been crucified with Christ, but we're actually risen with Christ. We have come up like new. And so my offer to you this morning, if you would like it, is to take one of these new pennies and to carry it with you alongside the little cross in your pocket, in your purse, in your credit card wallet, wherever you're going to come across it that we are crucified with Christ and risen with Christ. Now, I hope a lot of you took a little, I know a lot of you had a little cross um, from Good Friday, so I haven't actually got enough crosses for everybody, but if you didn't get one on Good Friday, um, please do uh, have one today. I hope there's enough for that. But I hope there's enough risen with Christ pennies (laughs) for everybody this morning. Maybe just as the service goes on, you could just help each other by pass them around. And if you'd like to take another little cross, please do so. If you'd like to take a resurrection penny, please do so. And I hope as you carry them around and 
live with them, that will remind you that you mustn't let your past get in the way of God's future. Don't let the past day get in the way of God's future. Don't let the past week get in the way of God's future. Don't let the past year get in the way of God's future. Don't let the past lifetime get in the way of your future with God. Because you are risen with Christ. You are made new because Christ is risen and Christ is alive. So these three verses hold together to that little cross and that little penny. I have been crucified with Christ, says Paul, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then this, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too walk in the newness of life And therefore, crucified with Christ, risen with Christ, therefore, I take up my cross daily and follow him. Good Friday and Easter Sunday gloriously brought together my Lord and my God, the risen Jesus. Amen.